0: Hey, what's up, all you gig economists out there? chatty gig economists, Back again with our interview with another fellow YouTube gig economist, UDM. I'm not sure what side you're on. What's up, man?
1: (laughs) What's up? What's up, Chad? How you
0: doing, man? Good, good. Uh, Well, first things first, what the heck does UDM stand for? (laughs) Well,
1: before I I answer that
0: question, um,
1: uh, a subscriber told me recently, as a matter of fact, that When I said, when they saw my channel and they saw what UDM stood for, they immediately had like this, this, they just looked at me negatively, negatively, like, you know, I'm (laughs) this top dog, like I'm the best at what I do. And no, that's not what it is. But my, what UDM stands for is Ultimate Delivery Man. Now I call myself Ultimate because I have a whole lot of apps on my phone (laughs) to do deliveries, and um, I really got the name from, uh, I was doing a catering order with Grubhub. Yeah. And um, I had two catering size bags and a bunch of other bags with food. And I'm carrying all of it because I don't want to make two trips. So I'm carrying all of it to the customer. And the security in the lobby was like, hey, man, you are ultimate. Look, you got all that stuff, <laughs> carrying all that stuff. So I just went, went with it, you know, ultimate delivery, man.
0: oh (laughs) i figured i figured it stood for you the man but that's pretty close Uh,
1: a lot of people say that though
0: you the man (laughs) have you ever revealed your real name because i don't even know what it is
1: i have um only my ogs you know the old the veterans on my channel really knows my name but every once in a while i i let people know what my name is which is brian
0: oh okay yeah i think i was gonna i thought it was that all right All right, so let's start with the vitals. Um, okay. How old are you? Where are you from? Married? Have kids? All that stuff.
1: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm 33 years old. I was born on the U.S. Virgin Islands. I still have an accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, I have kids. I have three. Um, I'm not married. But you know we have talked about it.
2: Okay,
1: and there is a plan to to get to that point at some at some time. Um, but I do call him my wife though, because yeah. I, I always said I always said there's two ways to be bound uh, to be binded to a woman for the rest of your life, and that's through having kids or marriage. <laughs> so I already accomplished one. So um, well, two you- times over. What's the other question?
0: Uh you live like outside of Miami?
1: Um, I live in the Pembroke Pines area. Yeah. It's uh it, it's it's Broward County uh-huh. and they they consider Miami to be Dade County. Uh-huh. So it's like I'm right on the edge of Broward and Dade, but I'm in Broward.
0: Okay. So you're probably like because I'm in Sanford, which is you know about 30 miles north of Orlando. So you're probably like the same thing for Miami, right? Oh, um, well, are you closer to city center?
1: About oh well, city center, yeah, about 30 minutes.
0: Okay, yeah, same thing.
1: 45 with traffic.
0: All right. So, are you a full-time gig economist, or do you have a day job and do you know Grubhub, DoorDash, all that stuff on the side?
1: Well, um I've I've been full time for a while. Uh-huh. Um recently, uh say December eighteenth, I took on a W two with dispatch. Uh-huh. But there's there's more to that story than I'm gonna share on my channel.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, I but, actually I signed but, up for them through your link.
1: No, I appreciate it. Um hopefully it you know it gets to your market soon and you'll be able to you know, work it and understand. Well, it should be very lucrative in that area. If you're thirty, you said thirty miles or thirty minutes north from Orlando.
0: Uh, about the same. Kind of well, orlando Depends on the time of day.
1: Orlando is crazy busy. Really? I have people in um, Bradenton that get orders from Tampa, and they see sometimes they see Orlando orders, and it's crazy jumping.
2: <laughs> it's,
0: it's
1: crazy with orders in 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 orlando i think they get about 250 plus per day.
0: Yeah. cool all right so if you if you want to talk about it do you, did you have like a career or a job before gig life
1: yeah definitely I, and how I did you a, get
0: into gig life
1: um i worked at uh what's the second question
0: how did you get into gig
1: okay well um i worked at a school in the school system
0: for eleven years.
1: Um, I dealt with behaviors. I was the go-to guy. Whenever a, a student was having some kind of you know, behavioral me- me- meltdown or something, um, I would have to go and defuse the situation, de-escalate it as quickly as possible and get that kid back into a learning environment. And sometimes it would be a little difficult. And um, I did that for 11 years, but the, the pay was not where i needed it to be and yeah. um you know when you when you don't have kids it's easier but once yeah. you have kids <laughs> it's like you need to, you need to find some extra money wherever you can find it and i did try to apply for like you know second jobs and part-time here part-time there and i wasn't receiving any calls back so i you know i attempt i, I saw that, um, I could drive and make money. And that ad was a Lyft ad. I didn't know what L-Y-F-T was and, um, I'm like, drive and make money. Okay. So I checked it out. I was actually one of the first ones to sign up in, in Miami. They had just moved here. Um, where they had us in a conference room. We were like the first drivers And, and they inspected my car they said oh you got a few things we need you to get taken care of before we get you on the platform and i was like so you mean to tell me i gotta take my car to a body shop because i got a little ding here a little ding there and these are like you know the cosmetics where you know the rocks the rocks they hit your car and stuff like that and back then i guess they really wanted your car to look nice so i was like I'm not about to take my car to a body shop just so I could start a job.
2: <laughs> you know? So yep.
1: um long story short, I never went the right share route. Um, but I was still looking for a secondary way of making money. Um, um while I had my first job, which was the school job. And I came across this ad, Make Money, uh to, um Sign up for Uber Eats, set your own schedule, Um, like the way that they pitched it. I can't remember exactly how they did it back then, but it was like, you know, make your own schedule, Um, make up to this amount per hour or, or, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, oh, okay, let me sign up. I signed up. I found out how easy it was to just pick it up and drop it all, which is the food. And um, I didn't get started with Uber Eats right away. I started with Postmates. We did Postmates for like maybe a week. I was like, nah, (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) Yeah, Postmates sucks. And then Uber Eats, I signed up with Uber Eats and I did Uber Eats and I I realized that, okay, in order for me to maximize my earnings, I'm going to have to find a way to do this. Because my first week doing Uber Eats, it was nuts. I burned a whole lot of gas driving around and around and around looking for orders, and eventually I learned how it works. Um, I I started doing more homework on it and just learned. I learned it to the T where I started making almost two hundred dollars a day with just Uber Eats, and wow. and you know a lot of people they were looking at it like. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And I'm like, I'm making four, almost four, I'm making four hundred plus in twenty four hours. Cause that's the amount of hours I worked. After leaving my main job at the school, I would go straight to do Uber Eats Friday night, work all day Saturday, and work all day Sunday. And it totaled up to like 24 hours and I made like plus four hundred dollars. So I'm like, <laughs> I four hundred dollars in twenty four hours. Okay, so I made a plan. I gave my job like a six week notice, letting them know like, "Hey, you got six weeks to replace me. <laughs> Find a replacement, okay? Find a replacement because I'm leaving." Typical employee would give maybe a two weeks notice, but I gave them six weeks, and I full time ever since.
0: Now what? what year was that when did you go full-time gig life
1: full-time gig life started in 2017 okay december
0: 2017 okay so you've been doing it for like at least two years a little over two two years
1: years. two years um going on two years full-time
0: so you started out doing uber eats and then eventually I know you, you do DoorDash and Grubhub too. Like mm-hmm. did you start around the same time or no. The time frame on you, um,
1: one thing a lot of people say within our community is um like we gotta get out of the mindset of of um the employee mindset, you know, like doing whatever they want you to do. And mm-hmm. I was accepting every single thing that they sent me on Uber. And Uber Eats to be exact. And after a while, the almost $200 I was making per day, it turned into $90. So, and that was like a 14 hour day each day, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I saw the drastic difference in the amount that I was making, I said, okay, well, I need to try something new i came across pete's channel um, i was watching him for a while i was the uber eats guy for a while that people went to for uber eats stuff um and yeah. then Pete was like the grubhub guy um him and um there's another oh, guy you're
0: talking about uh paid to drive
1: yeah pay, okay paid to drive but then there was eric, eric I forgot his channel's name, but his name was Eric, a Jamaican guy. And um, he was doing Grubhub. He tried to get me to sign up with Grubhub in my Uber Eats comment section, <laughs> my videos. Um, Pete, uh, he tried to get me to sign up with, with Grubhub as well. And I was just like, nah, I'm good where I am. But it turned into, I need more money. Now I have some kids. Well, I, I only have my first son at the time, but now I have my son. And I need extra money. And this $90 is not cutting it, especially since I'm full-time now. You know, so $90 a day is not cutting it. At the school, I used to make $70 a day. So $20 extra per day is not going to cut it, (laughs) you know? So I started looking into other apps and Grubhub. I got lucky with Grubhub. The week that I signed up, my driver specialist (coughs) told me, That was the last and final week they were allowing drivers to sign up. And after that week, no other driver could sign up. So I got lucky. I got in at the last minute and I started making a lot of money with Grubhub as much as over $1,000 a week. But I still, you know, I was was going really hard with Grubhub. I put on a lot of miles with Grubhub. Um, But moving on, I, I worked Grubhub for a while started doing Grubhub for work, which is the catering side of Grubhub. Um, They had it here in Miami. I was working downtown, but then they, I guess it wasn't as lucrative or it wasn't making them much money. So they pulled it um, as of, I want to say last year, last year, summertime, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but they pulled it. And um, since there was no more Grubhub for work, I started to change my ways of looking at the whole Grubhub, Uber Eats and, you know, these platforms. And
2: hmm.
1: it just changed my, my way of looking at it because I was really putting in a lot of time to build some kind of relationship with my driver specialists, the dispatchers, you know, because I was being dispatched orders with Grubhub for work. So it's like, you know, you know. I felt like I put in a lot of time and I'm rambling a little bit, so I'm going to (laughs) just speed it up a little bit. But I put in a lot of time with Grubhub after they pulled the Grubhub for work. I said, all right, I'm back to square one. I really need to figure out how to maximize my earnings. Now I have Grubhub and Uber Eats, but then it just clicked. I said, why not sign up for as many things as you can? There's many apps out here. DoorDash, I signed up for a while. But they just wasn't getting back to me. I needed my activation kit. And it took them months to get me my activation kit. So I like, I want to say late 2018 mm-hmm. is when um, I got my DoorDash activation kit. Actually, no, that's when I signed up. And then I got my activation kit maybe around March, April. So I've been working DoorDash. Uber Eats, Grubhub, and I was already signed up for Postmates all that time. And then Dispatch came along, I want to say late, uh, around August 2019.
0: Have you ever done Instacart or shipped?
1: I did sign up for Instacart, and they ended up deactivating my account, mainly because they they were trying to get me to drive an hour away to do some shops, to do mm-hmm. some shopping. And I'm like, no, I'm not scheduling myself an hour away just so I could do some shopping. Yeah. So they ended up deactivating me and I try to get it reactivated. Now I'm on a wait list.
0: Hmm. How so how long did it take like when you're a full time gig economist just doing, you know, food delivery how long do you do you think it took you before, like, you really got into the swing of things where you knew, like, all the life hacks, like, what to do, like, where you could multi-op at the same time and all that? It, I wanna like say, you're...
1: I want to say about two years. um, Because I was dedicated to just one platform, just loyal to that one platform. It yeah. was, like, it was all Uber Eats at first. Then it was all Grubhub, the second one, you know. No. I did Uber Eats for a year, and then Grubhub for a year, and then that whole thing with Grubhub went down with uh, uh, the the pulling of Grubhub for work, and it just really made me change my attitude towards the company. I had I knew what the the contracts um, stated, the agreement between Grubhub and I as an independent contractor. I knew what it stated, but it's like you know I felt like I was helping the company, I was building relationships with them, but then. They just kept on pulling the people I was building relationships with, and um when they pulled Grubhub for work, they just threw me in a pool with the rest of the drivers. And I was like, I put in a lot of time and effort for this company to them for them to just throw me in a pool with other drivers. I didn't feel I didn't feel appreciated too much um because even the days that I was not scheduled to do Grubhub for work, I would be in another region and. They would ask me, Hey, can you do this for us, please?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'll drive an hour to with traffic to get those things done. So I, I put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for the company. And when everything went down, it was just like I'm mm-hmm. done. So about two years. Two years before the multi-apping, before the rejecting like crazy or cherry picking <laughs> like crazy. It was about two years I dedicated full time. Loyalty to that.
0: So, what what days and hours do you normally work?
1: I work every day. I work oh. every day, um, and I only work the hours that are most lucrative for me in my market. Now, okay. I I've worked. I've I've tested my area so much. I know where to work and where not to work. Um, even with Uber Eats, um, DoorDash was the last one, but. Even with DoorDash, I found out, I want to say, towards the summertime, Mm -hmm. like the areas that were best to work on DoorDash, you know, um, especially when they became the number one food delivery app, I said, okay, if you're number one, you're number one for a reason. So I did a lot of experimenting, and I worked. I tried out 13 zones, like – all the way like 45 minutes away from home, all the way down to Miami, downtown Miami. So, well, actually, yeah. 45 minutes north, I should say, to downtown Miami. And can you, there's a lot of songs in between that.
0: Can you walk us through what like a typical work day is like for you, like as far as hours and you know, all that?
1: <laughs> okay,
0: well, like, do you, like, do you? Like, do you have set hours? or Because, like, like I, what I used to do, I used to work 1 to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, really dead in the afternoons. And I tried to do an experiment where I get up at 7, and I'm usually on the road. I try to work, like, 8 to noon, come home for lunch, and then I'll go back out, like, 5 to 9 or whatever, just depending on the day. All right.
2: Well, what's a, t- what's um, a day
0: like for you?
1: Well, um, during the week i know people go to work um so what i try to do i don't work breakfast rush. um i don't work breakfast mainly because i want to, i want the mornings to spend the time with my kids eat breakfast um get them ready for work i'm not ready for work <laughs> getting ready for daycare and you know dropping yeah. them off the school and stuff so um i spend the mornings with my kids so i, I usually work lunch um okay. Lunch and dinner. Mondays, I know Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the worst days for me. So yeah. Wednesdays, I only work, I only work a certain amount of time. No breakfast still. There's never gonna be any breakfast in, in what I'm trying to explain here. So um it's only lunch all the way to dinner. Uh, sometimes late, very late, past dinner <laughs> time. So um I will uh, spend spend a day with my with my kids on Wednesday. I call that Daddy Day, and I spend the mornings and lunchtime with with the kids on on Saturday. So they get me while they have school during the week, and they get me for a couple of hours on the weekend as well when they have no school. Okay, but, but knowing the knowing how the market is during the week. And knowing Tuesdays and Wednesdays are my worst days. I only work certain hours on those two days. But the rest of the week, I'm like going hard.
0: Yeah. So how many hours would you say you work in a typical week?
1: In a typical week, um, at most 40. The The reason why is because I said, okay, instead of dedicating all my time to an app, let me treat it as if this is my employment they say that you know um we are our own entity when partnering with the app so if this is if if i'm supposed to be a business and then i'm working under my business i'm technically an employee under my business so if i'm if i'm an employee under my business i need to set employee hours and i don't want to work more than 40.
0: yeah i'm um, like I
1: that I see some drivers that work 80 plus hours and I'm like, I can't, especially since the fact that I have kids, I can't work more than 40. So I usually make what I need to make for the week, um, what I need to make for the week um, between, I want to say about 33 to maybe 40 hours. Just depends on if they're running a bunch of promos or not, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: So you've been doing food delivery for a while. What's the one thing most drivers aren't doing that they should be doing
1: um i'm not gonna say (laughs) (laughs) multi-apping multi-apping is not for just any any driver it can Uh be very stressful but the one thing that i feel drivers should be doing that they are not doing um being more patient yeah um Drivers should be more patient. Um, I feel, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, but I feel due to the fact that drivers have been impatient, it has caused them to put some level of stress on employees. And the employees catch an attitude with every driver now. You know, I feel like that was like a domino effect. But I just feel like drivers should be more patient.
0: Yeah. So what are the biggest differences between Uber Eats, DoorDash and Grubhub and I guess Postmates? Well, I mean, I guess that would be a whole podcast just answering that question. But, well, I guess you I, could say, let's mean, do, which ones do you like the best for what reasons? OK, I'll keep
1: each one short because uh-huh. I, I have a, a great answer
0: for, for
1: each one. Uber Eats, on a busy night, the order volume would be up. Excuse me. The order volume would be there, but you just don't know when you're going to get one. Excuse me. You just never, you just don't know when you're going to get an order. And um, if there's no orders or if there's too many drivers in the area, you're just not going to get anything or it's going to take a while for you to get one. The payouts on Uber Eats, we just got... The trip info, seeing the upfront trip info, so <laughs> before that, the payout was just low.
2: Yeah, um,
1: driving, doing a bunch of driving. Three, you do a McDonald's, you pick it up, you go, drip, you go drop it off. Three dollars and ninety cents. What the hell is this?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know? um, so, order volume is up with Uber Eats, especially when they're running promos, but the payout is low before the trip info, but now the payouts are in competition with Grubhub, but not necessarily Grubhub. I want to say Grubhub and DoorDash on average, not the typical like drive orders on on DoorDash or the the catering or Excel orders on Grubhub. Those are larger payouts. But now I see 10 to, you know, $15 orders payouts on Uber Eats as well. But Postmates, um, there's no immediate, uh, I guess, payment with the tips. So you don't see your tips or really understand how much you made until maybe like a week, two weeks, as long yeah. as I've had to wait for it. It's maybe about a month for me to get all my tips. And, you know, what you see before that is just basically all your base pay. And I didn't like what I was getting paid on on Postmates. In total, I think I've I've done like maybe seventy de- deliveries on Postmates, like <laughs> seventy completely. Do you um, still
0: do you still do Postmates or do you just delete the app and all that?
1: I don't I don't believe in deleting apps because <laughs> I feel like at one at some point they're going to need or they're gonna give some extra. And I wanna take the time if it's if it's if it's worth it to work though work that app. I don't believe in deleting apps. But um moving on a little bit, Postmates is just not.
0: Yeah, um, Postmates is garbage. The payout
1: is too low. The payouts are too low and they want you to drive too far. The straight line mileage, you need to get away from that. But um Grubhub, Grubhub the pay is is up there. Um it's difficult to get blocks. And when I say up there, I I, I mean like it's easy to get a twenty-plus dollar order while you're on a block with Grubhub. It's working in the right area, mm-hmm. um, and when I go out here to work, I'm trying to maximize my earnings. So, the higher the pay, the less time I have to work out there. So, um, I go for Grubhub, and DoorDash um, is is sort of the same. When I first started DoorDash, there wasn't this new pay model that there is now. And Top Dasher or any of the new perks, they didn't exist. There was just there's the minimum. And I, I was cool with the minimums. And the minimum in the areas and the zones that I was working was six dollars. So I was I was really cool with that. And then of of course there was the above the guarantee amount. But um
2: mm.
1: so I was really like, you know, um, multi-apping with grubhub and doordash for a long time well after starting doordash but i was using those two to multi-app and just getting it where i can and at the time i did not have early access so i was swiping every 30 Mm -hmm. minutes just swiping every 30 minutes to try to pick up a, um, a schedule on doordash so yeah so my two favorites are grubhub and doordash but doordash has um more order volume i want to say there's higher uh, there's higher amounts of orders that goes in and out of that platform um on a daily basis
0: so which platform is your go-to or it's like if you can't kind of order in at the same time on all three platforms and they're all the same distance but they're all going like one's north one's west one's east or whatever which one would you be most likely to, to accept?
1: Well, I accept based on what I'm paid. And yeah. if if Uber Eats is showing me $7, Grubhub is showing me $3, DoorDash is showing me $6, I'm going for Uber Eats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if both, if both, um, maybe the Grubhub, I'm not going to accept an order at $3 on Grubhub. But, um, if DoorDash is showing me six dollars and Uber Eats is showing me seven dollars, and both of them are going to the same place, picking up from the same place, I'm gonna do both. Yeah, I'm not gonna just take the seven dollars. I'm gonna make thirteen dollars.
0: What's a what kind of car do you drive?
1: I have a Honda Civic Si. Oh, okay, boom, 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 boom. I used to have a Honda
0: Civic, a 2006. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I only had it for like not even two years because somebody ran a red and totaled it, but <laughs> uh what do you what do you use to get rid of the food smell in your car? Um
1: fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> I ride with my windows down all the time. Um sometimes I won't put the windows up. Especially if like there's a bunch of food that can't fit in all the bags that I have, so I will I will have to like leave some like put them in like my my boys' car seats and stuff like that. But um, yeah. when I drop it off, I put those windows down, fresh mm-hmm. air. And you know,
0: I know a that lot can of people... be tough though in Florida because like you know I do that well maybe like at night once the sun goes down, but if it's the middle of the day in July. You know, you could turn the AC on blasting and you still got the hot air coming in from the outside. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, but I'm from the islands, you know, it's gotten yeah. a lot hotter than what I experienced here in Florida.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, you've been doing food delivery for a while. What's the one thing most restaurants aren't doing that they should be doing? Putting
1: the food in in some kind of warmer
0: yeah i agree so
1: many many of them just get the food and just put it on the shelf in the ac (laughs) like that is supposed to keep yeah
0: just in a plastic bag on the on the shelf like chipotle does that but although chipotle usually the turnaround time is pretty quick so do you have uh do you have a pizza bag like how many red bags or catering bags or insulated bags do you have how many have you gone through
1: well to be honest um Grubhub gave me those two catering bags. I don't know if you want to see it. No. But I got two catering bags that I it's, they're just too huge, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're
0: huge. <laughs> oh,
1: you or you see them? Or you know I,
0: Yeah. Are. Well, I I don't have any, but I yeah, I've seen other people with them.
1: Well, I have those those two um plus all the bags that Grubhub gave me, the older bags. And then they sent me the newer bags, so I have bags galore. I have um, Smeg <laughs> bags. I have grub, majority Grubhub bags. I have um, Doordash bags. When I was doing Grubhub for work, I told my driver specialist, "Like, listen, y'all want me to carry all this food, but I need bags. So y'all got to send me some bags." So you know, they worked hard on sending me as many bags as they could, and I have a lot of bags.
0: Did you ever get an Uber Eats bag? Because I never did. I
1: did. I did. And when I tell people about the Burgundy app, do you know the Burgundy app?
0: No. What's that?
1: See? That's what I'm saying. That was the color of the app when I started. The Burgundy app, when you signed up then, they sent you a black bag that's like the DoorDance bag Mm -hmm. that they send you, but... It did not have obviously it was it did not have Uber Eats on it or it they just sent you a black regular insulator.
0: Yeah, it's like a rectangle bag. Mm-hmm. Like almost like a catering bag but smaller. I you know, I had one of those. I had to go down to the hub in in Orlando and buy it. I think it was like five or ten bucks and the zipper broke like not even a week later. Yeah. I was so um, pissed. I went back there and I was like, can I get another bag? And you're like, no, you got to go to the manufacturer. I was like, oh, sc- I just threw it away.
1: Mine, the inside, the I, I don't want to call it a wallpaper, whatever that material is on the inside, that was peeling. Yeah. <laughs> it was like all, all over the place. So, yeah.
0: Do you keep uh, a stash of napkins and straws and forks and all that stuff in your car or do you just get it from the restaurants?
1: Um. I used to keep those um those they're not they're all wrapped in plastic, but the fork knife and the spoon
2: oh, and yeah. that, yeah.
1: inside of it I used to keep those, but then I realized that you know i I felt like you know some of the customers that I was trying to go above and beyond for they, it was just like they were just nasty and I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, and when I say nasty, I don't mean like you know cleanliness, but it's just more like. their attitude towards me is just you know whatever so i kind of like man
0: whatever (laughs)
1: i'm not going above above and beyond for you
0: anymore. yeah i i used to keep like whenever you start dashing people always ask for tips and tricks like one of the biggest things is people always say keep a stash of napkins and straws and stuff in your car but it's like nah i just get that from the restaurant and if they don't provide it then screw them it's like i'm do you have any like um gadgets or gizmos like um like i've seen like uh carrying caddies that you can use for drinks in fact i actually have one that i got from michael's it holds six it holds six drinks it's made of plastic and um i should have brought it up it's in the car right now but and i've also seen i saw one on on amazon which i might get it's it's 20 dollars though it's a drink caddy that you put it in the passenger seat and you can actually tuck it into the seat so and and and, and like it has a sign that says tips or appreciated or whatever and like you can you can just one click you can take it out and then carry the drinks with it um do you have any like gadget, gadgets, gadgets or gizmos like that no to be honest
1: with you i've i've looked into it and mm-hmm. um I, I just never wanted it because i use my i have one two three four eight cup holders in my car yeah and I I use them. Uh, and when I say mm-hmm. eight, I, I do mean like each car seat has two cup holders. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a,
0: a, tea, it should also the, be on the restaurant to give you like either that, you know, like a cardboard carrying one or like, you know, a fast food ones or those you hold from the bottom, you know. Yeah. Although I find that like Starbucks, Starbucks for whatever reason doesn't have those. or they You have to like really, you know, bug them to get one. I got to show you another gadget I use. I, I should have had this. Maybe I, I stole this idea from Dustin. I got the hat. It's. <laughs> I wear this at night. It says "Enjoy your food and have a great day." And yeah. uh, sometimes I forget that I'm wearing this, and if I, I'll wear it out in public. And then all these people, and especially little kids, will come to me. Oh my god, I love your hat! Yeah. I should change I it to it. say, "If you can read this, you owe me a dollar." See <laughs> how <laughs> <laughs> so many people would actually do it? Yeah. Well, uh,
1: I don't. I don't have. Uh, I don't have too many gadgets and gizmos. And I just feel like I want to go out here and deliver as many orders as I can. And yeah. having too many things in the car won't. It uh, won't, unless they're a passenger. Like rideshare, yeah. that's a different thing. But food delivery, that's not gonna give get them to give me a better rating. And, yeah. Um. The most I I would do is. Uh, just engage in conversation with the customer. You know, um, I might go the extra mile, which is if they're like a let's say a, a Kansas City fan, Chiefs. You know, yeah. Um, talk about that really quick. You know, get them going. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if they if they love dogs, they love cats. You know, different things like that. That's what I use.
0: I, yeah, that's a. I always wear like my Orlando City shirt or Orlando Magic, just because <laughs> like it's a local sports team, and you're more likely to find other fans like that yeah Yeah, i i I kind of agree with you like you don't really need gadgets and gizmos like having the hot bags is your ultimate like i mean have at least a few of those but um right um getting back to the questions here all right so i see people we're in the same facebook groups i see people on facebook um well actually not as much as i used to but i see people bragging about like their 4.99 rating or like they're crying because a customer one-starred them. Mm-hmm. I th- I think these gig platforms use the customer rating and and other metrics as a way to motivate us, like through pride and shame. W- would you agree or disagree with that? I.
1: Yeah, I, I I can see I can see where you're going with that. Um.
0: It, yeah <laughs> i guess to to put it yeah. another way like do you think ratings really matter or is it just a difference between being able to work and being deactivated well, or I like feel- certain perks like you get like with top dash or something like that
1: well i feel i feel ratings
0: are used
1: to make a person to motivate a person you know yeah um it's not necessarily to make the person feel like like trash or, you know, feel like, you know, um, not a great worker or anything like that. It's just the same as, you know, at a at a typical W-2, oh, Employee of the Month gets the pic- their picture taken and we're yeah. going to put it where everyone can see it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's sort of the same thing. They're just using it a little differently. Um it's not just to track hey i'm about to get deactivated i'm at a customer rating at 4.21 <laughs> yeah. like um i feel like they they like people they want that gold medal they want that five star they're going to work their butt off to get that five star so it's definitely a psychological psychological game that they're using to their benefit
0: mm-hmm um, yeah, so you've been doing food delivery for a while. What's the one thing most customers aren't doing that they should be doing?
1: Coming to get their damn food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, the thing is, it's like, I feel if a customer were to be paying attention to their phone, especially the customers that place an order and mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, I forgot I placed an order. Like, how can you, you know, (laughs) um, you placed an order. All we want you to do is just come and get your food. That's it. You know, just come and get your food. Um, we don't want to keep your food. We don't want to give your food away. We don't want to do any of that. If we, if, if we're just here to get paid and we would not drive all the way to your home. If we didn't want to deliver your food to you, you know? So I just, I wish customers would just pay more attention to their devices
2: and
0: yeah.
1: come and get their food when the driver arrives.
0: I, I would say, I agree. I, I would add, put your damn dogs away. It's like, well, <laughs> I find whenever yeah. I deliver to somebody who has a dog, which I think is like 75% of customers, mm-hmm. it's like, they forget that they have a dog. Like they hold the door open and like they're trying to hold the dog back at the same time. Like, Put the dog in the backyard or in the bathroom or bedroom or something. It takes two seconds.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, do you have like a little speech that you say to each customer when you're handing the food, like to try to get them to rate you or anything like that? Or, Well,
1: um, each situation is different and I like to gauge, you know, I like to gauge the, the, like what the engagement level should be like, like say for instance, like if, I walk up, I knock on the door. Who are you? Oh, you're my fool. Goodbye. Close the door. There's no conversation. Yeah. You want your food? Goodbye. I hand it to you. Go on about your business. But you answer the door politely. Um, I might give them a compliment on like maybe their house, um, their landscaping. I yeah. might uh if they have like a uh, a big old flag that's representing a certain uh, a certain university, or uh, uh, LA Lakers, or you know something. Yeah. You know, I'll yeah. I give them a compliment on that. And especially if I'm on time, I start a conversation. I always start a conversation if I feel it's worth starting the conversation. And then I ask, uh, "Hey, would you mind giving me a five star?" and, and I've I've gotten my ratings pushed back up because of that.
0: Hmm. What's the what's the single greatest delivery experience you ever had in terms of either like how positive it was or like the best tip you ever got or both?
1: Well, starting with the best tip, um, I received fifty five dollars um, as a tip, and that was on Uber Eats. I I even asked the lady like, "Hey, you know, you sure this this is 50, you know, <laughs> and a 5 And she was like, "No, no, 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 it's it's for you." So, that was the best tip I've gotten. Um uh positive experiences. There's some really nice people out here, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: I and there's some people that just really need as much help as possible. So I and when I say people that need as much help as possible, what I mean is like, you know, those that can't do much for themselves. Yeah. So um I've had a few, a few that I've had to go the extra mile for. And I I, I, I really love helping people. My mom is a nurse, or uh, actually a CNA, um um a certified nursing assistant. I think that's what it's called. But mm-hmm. it's like She's done that like all my, all my life. That's all she's done, you know, and seeing her helping people, the elderly folks that can't do for themselves. It just, I have a, a soft spot in my heart for them, you know? So when I encounter someone that can't do much for themselves, I probably like wait a little extra or go the extra mile. Like there's one gentleman that I've delivered to and he, I guess he lives alone. So there's a sign on the door that says, knock loudly. I cannot hear the doorbell. And there was one night in particular, I was knocking on the door for about 20 minutes.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I I knew him, you know, not know him, him, but I went the extra mile for him because, like I said, I have a soft soft spot in my heart for the people that can't do much for themselves. So
0: yeah, I get a lot of customers like that on Instacart.
1: So as far as positivity goes, I just feel like if I were to put a message out, you know, some people just need the extra help. So be a little bit more patient and help those that do need help, you know. All
0: right. Going the other way, mm-hmm. what was the worst <laughs> delivery experience, if you can think of one?
1: Oh, I, I, I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> but I never go through them again. Um. I had a a repeat customer that would always answer the door inappropriately, like Mm -hmm. in a way that made me uncomfortable. And um, every time I would see that I have to deliver to this gentleman, I would then, you know, just cancel the order on Uber Eats because I knew who he was. And every and every single time he would answer the door inappropriately, inappropriately dressed barely have
0: anything on and it's just like yo let, let me get it's like a like a fat white guy who looks like santa claus and his tighty whiteys something like that
1: <laughs> i'm not it's not a, a fat a fat white guy it's just
0: it's just inappropriate man yeah i, don't go, go I get a lot of those in flash, uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> So,
1: like, you know, those that I've heard stories of people that are inappropriately dressed. I did have a situation where a guy, um, he didn't even order food. He didn't order food and his friends ordered for him and he was drunk. (laughs) And I'm I'm knocking on the door and he's pretty much cussing me out because I'm knocking on his door trying to deliver the food that I'm supposed to be delivering to him. (laughs) And he's drunk you know it's
0: like (laughs) i don't know man have you ever ordered um doordash grubhub or uber eats as a customer and if so what was your experience like i've done
1: every i've done postmates grubhub uber eats and doordash um i did it as a test at one point to see which one was the faster the fastest between doordash and postmates Mm -hmm. um I think the results were like post base one. But um I tested that out. Grubhub, I had a few bad experiences where my order just got canceled mm-hmm. and nobody delivered it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did ended up that was an experiment as well to see how long was the process and I did a video but uh, a lot of that stuff a lot of that content I just you know put it on private or I pulled those videos but, but um uh I've ordered on Uber Eats more than DoorDash and Postmates and Grubhub. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I order once in a while most like like what you said mostly like as a experiment or whatever but um although I you know it's the best one for me to order is Chipotle because they do a lot of promos where, if you have the Chipotle app and you're a member, you get they do promos where you get free delivery, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have Chipotle down there. And like if you ever pick up a Chipotle order, sometimes it has the items, you know, it'll say exactly what they ordered, and sometimes it just says this is through a third party merchant or whatever. Right. Whenever it says with items unknown, that means people order through the Chipotle app, right? Yeah. And um, and I find that actually probably two-thirds, three-quarters of all the Chipotle orders I do are all set. It says items unknown, which, I mean, it's good because they can't rate you. Mm-hmm. So if you screw up, you know, there's no chance of getting a one-star, your tip-pulled, or anything like that. Right. Um, well, they also can't give you a five-star either. But, um, yeah, I, I order Chipotle a lot, and um, you can order, like, a bowl and, like, a, a bottle of the Mexican soda for, like, you know, ten bucks plus tip and tax and all that, so it comes out to, like, Maybe fourteen, fifteen dollars. It's really not that bad. Um, that's with um, the the delivery fee waived. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite restaurant that you like to go to, or a favorite chain? Um, I'm
1: from the island, so I love island food. <laughs> <laughs> I love my island food. Um, but I do try out other uh, restaurants, especially the restaurants that I pick up for. Mm-hmm. um it, it doesn't even matter if it's any of the platforms if i pick up from there there's a slight chance i might make my way back there um there's this place called uh Sal's mm-hmm. ristorante mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's an
1: italian spot and, oh, that's um,
0: every city has one of those <laughs>
1: yeah. and um every i would get a lot of orders from
0: there on uber eats and they
1: would it, it, it it got so so normal of like seeing me and engaging in conversation with the people that's making a pizza. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? <laughs> I'm here. Uh, or Uber Eats today, DoorDash today, you know. And I'm like, I'm gonna bring my kids back here to taste you guys' food because people obviously they love it. So I ended up going back there and they did have some pretty good stuff. So, um,
0: What what about um, the other way? Is there any restaurants or chains you absolutely refuse? To- to fast, pick up food. From. Really? fast
2: food. Really? <laughs> food.
1: When I say fast food, I mean like, you know, burgers and fries. So, you know, like the Burger Kings, the McDonald's, even the Wendy's, you know. Um, even Taco Bell. Um, at one point I wasn't accepting none at all. It didn't matter how much the payout was, I wasn't accepting anything at KFC. I got a twenty dollar KFC on Grubhub and I Nope,
0: don't want it. <laughs> is a uh, no? is I've never worked for Grubhub, so like, are the fast food orders like, you know, where you have to pay with a red card or like you you place the order and or is it already ready?
1: <laughs> already ready.
0: I don't mind doing. It just depends on the the location, especially with McDonald's. Like certain locations are better than others, but
1: well, well Grubhub, they recently released the the driver card and. Um, so since its recent release, they put McDonald's as a way to order, you know, or a plat- or a restaurant they can order from. So every t- time I get a McDonald's on Grubhub, you know, it's a it's a card order. I have to fix it and put it in the card.
0: Yeah, those are kind of annoying. Um, does this ever happen to you? This happens to me a lot lately, where restaurants ask me to sign some things, like some random piece of paper, not not a credit card receipt, just like. They just like grab a piece of paper, like here, sign this that says you picked it up. Does that ever happen to you? And like, what do you do in those situations?
1: Um, a random piece of paper, yeah. Ever gotten a random piece of paper? It's always been, This is the receipt. I need you to sign this. Mm-hmm. You know what I do? I get a pen or pencil or whatever, <laughs> maybe a pen. <laughs> do you? I just put a line. Sometimes I just do something like and then I'm gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that happens. Uh, it's a lot of well, it's like Papa Joe's, certain IHOP, a sushi restaurant. They always, it's always like you know an eight by, you know, a piece of paper like this, mm-hmm. and they're like just sign anywhere on here, or yeah. they're like let me see your phone. I want to see you swipe to start delivering, and it's like. Sometimes I refuse, because I'm like, that's that's not my job. Oh, Buffalo Wild Wings does that, too. I'm like, this isn't a credit card receipt. I'm not I'm not obligated to sign this. And everyone, like, I'll just print, I won't sign. I'll print DoorDash driver or some guy. Or once this this chick really pissed me off, I wrote, we're not required to sign shit. <laughs> I put, I'm like, you got security. I can see security cameras right there. You can see that I picked it up. Kiss my ass! You want me to sign some rent? Yeah. like? If I'm paying with the red card, yeah, I'll be happy to sign the credit card receipt. Um, uh, speaking of which, and I, I see this on the the DoorDash Facebook groups all the time. People ask this. They say, "Do you ever tip the restaurant staff?" Yeah, I don't either.
1: <laughs> Why I don't- <laughs>
0: should I tip? I yeah, I don't. I don't see the point because it's like it's not my order and. Either I'm gonna either you know take cash out of my own pocket, or if I'm gonna put it on the red card, that's would be considered you know misuse of the card. You could get fired for that probably.
1: Um, I I feel these restaurants, the employees they see the tip on the receipt, or if it's DoorDash, or they see the tip in the tablet if it's hub and they are like I want some of that, you know, and <laughs> but.
0: No. No. Um do you do Walmart deliveries down there? I got one one Walmart
1: delivery on Postmates. It says it said one grocery bag. <laughs> one grocery bag turned <laughs> into a car full of groceries and I was only paid $6 with no tip.
0: Yeah. I get a lot of those through DoorDash, but I probably convert just over half on tips but um what's your thought on restaurants not fast food places but maybe like wing stop or something like that where they get the food but then they hand you the cup and they're like go you know go fill it up do you think that we should have to do that or
1: I don't feel like it's our obligation to fill a cup the restaurant they said oh okay you guys are helping us now Go ahead and fill up the cup. I have my. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm really not going to go into in depth uh, why I don't fill the drinks, but I have called customers and telling them, "Hey, restaurant, I'm still waiting on them." Not throwing them on under the bus, but <clears throat> I've had I've had calls or had talks with um, uh, customers telling them, that "I'm waiting on the restaurant to fill your drink." Hmm. Or I'm waiting on the restaurant to give me the rest of your order. Um, I have called Grubhub, driver care, and telling them, hey, you know, they want me to fill the drink, and they're telling me that they're not supposed to. And I'm like, how can you tell me that you're not supposed to, but you fill the drink and the drive-through? Like, th- that doesn't make sense to me. I feel like there's a, a, a there's, someone is going on a, a certain power trip, and I feel like employees at fast food spots, they go yeah. on a power trip, you know, Um, like, you used to do this before these apps existed. Why now you're telling me I have to? Mm -hmm. Just fill it up. I'm not the customer. You know I'm not the customer. I'm picking it up for the customer. And I don't work for
0: you. (laughs) I don't... It depends, yeah, it kind of depends on the situation in the store. I don't really mind. I mean, it gives me something to do while I'm waiting, but... um... I kind of think of it. You ever see that Bill Burr special? He, he's talking about that, and he's like, "Oh, the drinks are right over there." And he's like, "Okay, well, why don't you go over there and get it?" Because I don't work here. All right. I always want to like. I always want to say that to people, uh, like the the employees at certain places. Be like, "Oh, I, oh, I don't work here." Like I was at. This isn't even food related or anything. I was at like the dollar store, and um, you know, I had like the green carry basket, and I'm like trying to find a place to put it down. And the cashier goes, oh, they go there by the door. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't work here. That's that's your job.
1: Right. And I totally get that. But I come from a place where it's, it's more of, um, it's not sanitary. you know. Yeah. I'm coming from outside to the inside. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I try my best to be as clean as possible or keep my hands or my environment as clean as possible. When handing in a person's food, I, I carry the bag into the restaurant and I close it. If I don't do it in the restaurant, I do it before I get into my car. So it's like, I, I get the food, i put it in the bag, I close it to, to keep any, anything that, that any excess germs from getting inside the bag. You know what I'm trying to say? I try to keep that customer's food as, as, uh, germ-free as possible yeah it's not like they give
0: us gloves or anything so
1: i feel exactly so i feel like when you have someone coming from the outside Mm
2: -hmm.
1: inside when you've been inside your hands have been washed and you've used whatever gloves or whatever you know you're working in the kitchen so your hands are you know a lot cleaner than mine i'm coming from the outside to the inside and it's not just me there's some drivers that's just not that clean <laughs> you know so uh, <laughs> I, know. I feel like if they would adapt if they would adapt the uh i'm trying to find my words here but if they would just say you know what drivers come from the outside to the inside we don't know where their hands been let's mm-hmm. pack up everything for them and which is what mcdonald's do and all the other restaurants that do that absolute yeah
0: uh, yeah well, you know it's you know what too. i I guarantee you probably within the next few years, California or some blue state like that, they're going to pass a law that says uh, food delivery pickup drivers are going to have to start getting gloves when they pick up food. It's either
1: that that, or we all would have to get some kind of training. uh, Yeah. I'm sure. Something something like that.
0: All right. So let's talk about YouTube. All right. So what made you want to start doing YouTube videos? Well,
1: I wanted to start doing YouTube videos mainly because I, I like everyone else that starts these gig gig apps. We go to YouTube to try to find the information on how to maximize or how to do or uh, how to how to do it the most effective way, how to be efficient with it, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so I went to YouTube and everything at the time with Uber Eats videos, everything that I saw was a year ago. Yeah. uh, Still like a year and a half ago. And I'm like, yo, that stuff (laughs) isn't like that anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I need some more information. And I said, you know what? There's no info out here about, you know, how to maximize your earnings, how to find what I call a ping stop, you know, a location where you sit and wait for orders or the the areas you're going to get the most orders. So, you should go to that area. You should commute to that area on a daily basis. You know, um, I I said, you know what? I'm going to put all this information out there. Um, I even had how the algorithm works and how to maximize your earnings, you know, with just Uber Eats. And at the time, I'm like, use it to your advantage before mm-hmm. they change it. And it was working for me. And that's how I was able to always make Almost $200 on Uber Eats. Now, some people would would say, well, it's easy to make over uh, close to $200 or over $200 with Uber Eats. But the difference between what I was experiencing, Chad, and what everybody else was experiencing, I had no boost and no quests. None. (laughs) I just got those last year.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Quest. Quests began this year, so I was making almost $200 with no boosts and no quests, no 1.1, 1.2. Mm-hmm. All of the data that I collected, all of the, the information I put on YouTube was wrong. How to do this the way that I'm doing it the wrong way without the additional that Uber Eats is going to give you. <laughs>
0: yeah. What? What inspires a topic for one of your videos?
1: Um, I feel like there's topics all over. Every day I go out here, there's something new to talk about, whether it's an experience at a restaurant, an experience with a customer, a drop-off, a pickup, um, a phone, customer support. Um, There's just experiences all over, you know, even down to, like, payouts, um, um... problems i ran into while driving to the customer while driving to the restaurant excuse me so i feel like there's topics all over what i see other drivers doing and i might want to instead of just being direct with that one driver i might i might i might say okay well i'll do a video about this because drivers need to understand that they should not be doing certain things like that mm. you know um like uh, for instance one driver and i did a topic about it about a year and a half ago one driver got to the restaurant we got tired of waiting he marked it as delivered and left <laughs> and obviously he didn't pick it up you know so he yeah. marked it as delivered got paid and left so um, at the time you were able to do that on Grubhub.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. The GPS won't let you unless like you call, and then be like, oh my GPS is broken. Yeah. What yeah. what do you use for like a camera and like most of your videos? At least the ones I've seen, they're mostly just live streams. But are you using your phone with those? Because I see like you you'll put a screenshot on the screen. So is that with your phone or is that with OBS or how do you like? How do you do your live stream? What's your live stream setup?
1: Well, my live stream setup. <clears throat> I just came across a new
0: app, and I got to I got to give
1: a salute to Team LMDU, Tony, for sharing a video on this app. Um, it's called Prism.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: use that, and I use my phone. I bought this phone when it first came out. At the time, it was a thousand dollars, if not, I think it probably still is a thousand dollars, but i bought it for the camera the mm-hmm. back facing camera it shoots in 4k i knew i wanted to have crisp videos um but i'm not using the back camera right now uh, even this call, i'm using my phone the mm-hmm. quality of the front camera is just as good as the back well it's not it doesn't have as much resolution or the sensors are different
0: as long, yeah, as, long as it's in 1080 you're fine
1: right so the front camera works just as well and i feel like you know me let's say my past videos that you haven't seen they're on on private but a lot of the videos i did they were very personable like mm. um i i really do believe in that like um just like when a person is on FaceTime or some kind of video call on their phone with their friend, you know? So you're going to see a few, you know, shaking of the hand and stuff like that. And, and I guess that made people feel like, you know, they were having like a real conversation with me to some extent. So Mm -hmm. I always use my phone. I I don't have an external camera, even though I'm going to upgrade in this year. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. I am going to make an upgrade.
0: Um, do you design your own video thumbnails? Yes. What what uh software do you use?
1: Well, I use an online uh, uh online software. I don't know if that's what it's called,
0: but an A online som- app can. Yeah. yeah, it's like online Photoshop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they're it's, pretty good. Um, I maybe I should pay you to design some thumbnails for me because <laughs> I just do my own on uh, Vegas.
1: Oh okay. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's, that's, uh, it takes a little creativity and my thumbnails did not look as good as they do now.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I, I had to start somewhere, <laughs> you know, and I just I, I looked at other people's thumbnails and I try to, you know, come up with my own thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so it took me a while before I came up with what you see now.
0: Um, so what other YouTube channels do you watch and recommend?
1: Well, um, I recommend any channel that's gonna put out information that that is worth listening to or worth watching, like mm-hmm. say for instance, I've watched a few of your videos on instacart and mm-hmm. they were very thorough, very detailed, beginning to end um I've watched some of Bentley coop's videos as well. I've learned some things off of Pete with um with with Grubhub
2: mm-hmm.
1: um the, what's his name? Oh my gosh, Eric, Eric Evolving. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that channel, but I learned a lot of things off of him as well. But I don't think he does much GrubHub these days. But um, there's there's a few channels out there that you know we all kind of do the same things, but there's only a few that are, are dedicated to putting out information. Like um gig coach Jake, I learned a few things off of him. I feel like, you know, we should never limit ourselves to just one. We can learn a little bit off of everyone, you know. So I watch as many as I can watch. Like some, they are great with having engaging content. It makes me sit there and want to watch. And some aren't as good, so I might fast forward. You know, and I'm pretty sure some people do the same to me as well. They get something from mine and they will get something else from another person's video. So I do watch as many channels as I can. Um, and if they're going to put out some quality information, then yeah. I see them watch.
0: So have you ever done any acting work or been a radio DJ or anything? Cause you, you seem like you would have the personality for it. You seem like you'd um, be a natural. <laughs>
1: I've, um I've been an entertainer all my life. Um and when I say all my life literally. Mm. Um before the passing of my brother when I was 4 years old I did not do any entertaining at all. Like um but my father is a DJ still is um he was a DJ back then and he he made his own songs and he got people engaged. He taught me at a very early stage how to work the crowd like, like mm-hmm. you would say you know how to work the crowd how to read the crowd as well what are they into what are, what do they want to talk about or what not necessarily what they want to talk about but what they want to listen to because he would dj and play the next song that they didn't expect and they go nuts you know mm-hmm. and then he turned it into he turned it into he he has his own song now i'm gonna make brian which is me the entertainment, the entertainment. And he would have me dance. He created this dance and I'm dancing. I'm like a little kid, like seven, six to seven years old, and I'm dancing. And my dad is telling me what to do and I'm doing it. And, you know, people really love that. You know, all the adults, they would gather around and then they would um, donate money and stuff because the kid is dancing. I feel like, you know, I, I have said things like, hey, if YouTube existed back then, I probably would be some kind of YouTube star. <laughs> you
2: know? But yeah.
1: um but as far as entertainment goes, I I I did run a radio station as well. Um I was in I was in the, the band, I was the captain of a band captain. Um in the marching band in my high school. Uh when it comes down to music, mm-hmm. that's just my thing. I've I've done some producing uh I've worked with artists in in South Florida. I've heard some of my music on the radio i've I've written songs as well i had i did have a rap career and um i it was building up but then it, it was there's some things about it that I just didn't like and you know some relationships that were just that just went sour so I just disappeared from that scene and with radio being an entertainer as a dancer to having my own rap career seeing seeing the 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 thought and everything that gets put into each and every single thing that we do as far as like the clothes that we wear the mm-hmm. video the the process of the audio that needs to be mixed and mastered the music that is chosen the, like all of that just compiled all of it together and now you have UDM this partial DJ information giver, or
2: yeah,
0: like is you
1: have all of that in one, and it's working.
0: Uh, I was gonna say, do you do you have, or do you consider starting a second channel, like completely separate from, you know, Gig Economy, just doing like an entertainment channel of some sort?
1: Yeah, um, I have looked into that, at one one time I did start, but I was putting t- too much into. The one channel that I have, which is the UDM channel, mm. and I was doing sixteen live streams a week. So <laughs> it was like, you know, actually no, I was doing sixteen videos. There was gonna, there was like the breakfast stream, and then a vlog which would be edited, and then a night stream Monday through Friday, and mm. then on Saturday there was a, a a night stream. There was no breakfast. There was no uh, lunch, just, just a night stream. So I was giving people some level of entertainment or information for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Monday
0: yep.
2: through
1: Friday and then Saturday. All
0: right, so well, we, we've been going pretty long here. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media if oh. you want to give that out.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's no problem. Um, well, I don't know if you're going to link my channel at the bottom yeah. of this just follow the link that he's going to link in the description or the comment section, wherever you're going to link in chat. Um, as far as social media goes, I have all of that in my description yeah. and I know there's Facebook people, there's Twitter people, there's Instagram people. So if you have, if you make it to my video, just check out the description and just follow me or send me a friend request on any of the platforms you see.
0: All right. Yeah. Check them out at UDM. Thanks a lot for doing this. Um, th- this was fun. It was like doing a Joe Rogan podcast or something, you know,
2: yeah.
0: I want to do this with more YouTubers who do gig economy stuff, you know? So if you're a YouTube gig economy person out there, let me know if you want to do one of these uh, interviews sometime. All right. So thanks again, Brian. Um, you always, I was going to say, you always do your live stream in the morning when I'm at work. That's why I'm never in the chat section. I always watch it when I come back from lunch and then I'll leave comments on it. Oh, I did like that you liked my comment about just toss it over the highway. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely made me laugh because I could see like how a typical driver would feel with something like that. you telling me I got to go all the way up and come all, all the way back down? Like, I actually, no, I'm just going to toss it
0: into your back. I, I actually did do something similar to that. Um, uh, right on uh, I-4, I uh, these people, they were at a rest stop on I-4, and the only way to get there would be to, I mean, you would have to go like five, six miles north, get on the highway, and then go south. And I know that rest stop, there's a church on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. And I just went to the church parking lot. And this is like at 9, 10 o'clock at night. So, I mean, it's, you know, I'm trying to call the customer, tell them what I'm doing. And, like, they're Indian. They're not really getting me. And I have my... It's dark, I have my super power flashlight. And I'm like, just look for the flashlight. And then they see me and they walk over the fence and I just hand it over to the fence. <laughs> and it was like a baller, like, it was probably like a $12 order because it was like 13 something miles total. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, instead of being 13, it was like two. <laughs> oh, wow. So I just got like a, I don't know, it was like a 10 or $12 payout, something like that. But uh, yeah, that, that was one of my, uh, that's a, that was the inspiration for that comment. I'm like, uh, you know, I've done something similar to that before. In fact, I, I, just the other day, I did a Walmart delivery where the lady lived in an apartment complex literally on the other side of a fence from Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, man, I wish I had known. I would have just handed it to you over the fence.
1: <laughs> right? Instead of going the long way.
0: Yeah. And I once did – we're kind of getting – uh, what the heck? I once I don't, what's your shortest delivery record cuz I once picked up something from 5 guys and took it literally on the other side of the parking lot to somebody who was working at uh, like a nail salon or something it was like a 20 foot walk You ever done something a like that delivery? Yeah
1: right next door <laughs> Like in one of those plazas like they have a door right here and then yeah. you have a door right there That that's what I mean like a shopping center Like, the restaurant is here, but the person is working in a phone store next door. So Mm -hmm. I drive from however far away to go pick this up for you. And you give me a nice tip. Thank you. (laughs) So so, that's the easiest. Walk out and walk in.
0: Yeah, it's like like, they just can't leave their post for whatever reason. So they got to get it delivered. All right, so we're going really long. Thanks for for doing this. And uh, check out UDM on YouTube. And uh, we'll see you next time. I have just.